0: This next episode was with Randy Gardner, a Rocky Retirement Listener, where he talks about his retirement experience. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking with a brand new retiree. He only retired, I think, about a month ago. A week, a month. I think it's been like a week. And he's an active member of the Rock Your Retirement community. So we thought that we'd bring him on and talk about what it's like to be a brand new retiree. I know a lot of you listening are probably a little scared to retire. So this is what we're going to talk about today and anything that comes up. So if you are not currently retired... And you're thinking about it, then you're gonna love this episode because we're gonna talk about all that today as well. Our guest today is Randy Gardner. Again, he is a brand new retiree and he's gonna tell us about his experiences. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Baby Boomers 30 Day Journal. And this write in journal is actually designed to help us all take some little baby steps to either help us about to retire or to help us in retirement. And you can get a copy of this journal for yourself by going to rockyourretirement.com slash journal. That'll take you to the Amazon website. And by the way, if you've been using the journal, I would love a five-star review. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Randy Gardner. Randy, welcome to the show.
1: Why, thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Oh, we're not formal healed. Just call me Kathy.
1: Kathy, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny because, um, you know, my real name is Catherine, but I do go by Kathy and I spell it weird, K-A-T-H-E. So, you know, I was reading your bio and it said that you attended the University of Texas in Austin. And before you retired, you helped people, I don't know, create systems. Is that what you did?
1: I did. I have been very fortunate in selling and supporting the uh, basically industrial computers for process control. Mm-hmm. And I was I refer to it as a answer guy and a technical specialist. So as we implemented control systems, I not only advised them and consulted what was the latest technology that would best suit their solution, and I also did training for them. Hmm.
0: So would you say that you're the guy who creates processes, or do you just help people implement processes that they already created?
1: I implement processes that they already have. So a lot of uh, a lot of customers, for instance, I like to use uh, – coffee processing Uh, coffee bean comes in as a green bean and then it has to usually be mixed and roasted and the roasting has a certain amount of temperature for a certain amount of time and then it's got water thrown in there and then it's dumped into a dryer and then it's blended all of those processes have to have some type of controls that's telling them, okay, you're at the proper temperature and uh, the time is up. And so all of those processes are using controls that I represent.
0: Mm. Now, being a process and control kind of guy, it was probably, you probably researched the heck out of retiring, I'm just guessing.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Uh, My family is quite amused at me. They say I don't do anything without a plan. And so I started actually about a year ago, and I was very fortunate to find your podcast. I was doing a lot of traveling from one city to another, typically about a three-hour travel time. And I started listening to podcasts, and that's where I found Rock Your Retirement.
0: I'm so glad you found it. <laughs> so did you just find it by searching uh, iTunes or or did someone tell you about it or how did you find out?
1: I was searching on iTunes for podcast and I typed in keyword retirement. And after I waded through all of the ones about finances, I said, this is the one that talks not not really about finances, and it seems that's what I'm most interested in, is how to have a quality retirement.
0: Yeah, it's funny. When I first started the show, there were no other shows on retirement lifestyle, or I couldn't find them, and that's why I started it. But now there's more, you know, now there's more. And so I'm glad that it's a topic, because I think it's so much needed Because a lot of us, you know, we save and save and save, but really it's not just about money. It's about the lifestyle and what are you going to do and what are you going to do when your parents need help. I mean, it's all these things that that we come across that we've never done before. And uh, it can be scary. So you started planning a year before you retired, but I bet your planning started before that. I bet you started financially planning years ago.
1: Well, financially, yes, but it didn't have a whole lot of meaning to me as a young person. What does all of that really mean when you're more concerned about, can I meet the bills? And can I get the our daughter, I have one daughter, and can I get her into a special school? And do we need a, a new car? Those are all things that most young people are concerned with, and they're not concerned about putting a little bit of money aside for a 401k, for instance. So it wasn't until actually 10 years ago that I truly started to comprehend the finances of retirement, and it's for the rest of your life. So when I actually started a year ago, I went to our financial advisor and I said, how are we looking? They said, you're looking pretty good. We'd need to do a, a snapshot with your expenses and whatnot. And so I said, okay, I can do that. And so after we did that, they said, it looks like you're you're going to be just fine. At that point, I basically said that Working an extra couple of years isn't going to severely impact my finances 10 years into retirement. So that's how I viewed the financial situation. You know, at 65, there wasn't a whole lot more I could do to change the finances.
0: Were you 65 when you retired?
1: No, I'm actually 67. And my reasoning was uh, my full Social Security retirement age is 66. So I registered for the Medicare Plan A at 65. Then at 66, I could have retired, but I wanted to work that extra year. Uh, One of the milestones for the extra year was the extra 8% in Social Security.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm sure you know that I'm a pretty pretty much retired financial advisor. And uh, it's 8% per year, every year until you turn 70. People don't, I don't think people realize that. Where can you get a guaranteed 8% return? <laughs>
1: exactly. And I learned something at Social Security about that 8%. They always, like when we went in, they said, well, you know, we can give you uh, like six months' Catch up on your first payment, your first check, which sounds really good, but that puts you into the previous year. So I would have lost my eight percent if I would have let them do six months prior.
0: Oh, well, I'm so glad you told the listeners this. This is important. So make sure that you understand the um, the numbers before accepting what Social Security offers.
1: Yes. So that was a lot about the, the finances. And I actually sat down with our financial planner. I knew that I was going to have a little challenge with my wife as far as accepting retirement. And because now, when,
0: why was your wife going? Why were you going to have a challenge for that? Because she's an artist, right?
1: She is an artist. And when we when we first got married, Uh, I was in school, and so I did not have a job, and so then we were expecting our our daughter, and my wife, Sandy, says, you're going to have to get a job, and I went, okay, so I got a job, and then she was kind enough to take care of all the bills, so she's always been concerned about the finances, But we are polar opposites in a lot of respects. I'm more of an engineer, a plan guy. And her being an artist is more of a let's see what this picture looks like. And so I figured there was going to be some acceptance as to exactly when. So I sat with the financial advisor. We did a snapshot And they said, You're going to be great. So after that. So then
0: she accepted it. She was like, Okay.
1: Well, after that, uh, I had a meeting with them and her. And so she was able to hear our financial advisors tell her that everything was going to be fine and then answered all her questions.
0: That was smart. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lucky.
0: Very, very smart. Okay. So you, you, you had the finance part down. You didn't need any help with that. And then you started thinking about, well, gosh, what am I going to do? So what were your thoughts a year ago when you first started planning about, you know, about the, the non-financial aspects of retirement?
1: My first thoughts were I could play lots of golf because I hadn't had a chance. I enjoy golf. I played a lot with my father. Uh, However, I hadn't had a chance to play much. So that was my first thought. But through listening to your podcast and the stories of a lot of the contributors uh, on your show, I was able to go, wow, how am I going to spend my day? The, I heard things like you're working at least 48 hours a week for 40 years. In my case, that's a big hole to fill for how are you going to spend your day? So well, then I, I started listening a little more. I came into one that says, make a list of what you're retiring from, your reasons to leave your job. And what are you going to retire to? So what do you want to do? Based on that, I started going, wow, you know, I gave up basically a whole lot of interest in music because I had this technical career. For years, even my, my family didn't know that I was very interested in learning how to play the piano, that I gave up when I was like 12 years old. So now I started talking about it. That is one of the key things that's on my plan. And I've just made a list. And, you know, do I want to learn Spanish, like a, a foreign language? Uh, then I came up with someone else talking about retirement routines and habits. And my father was... A big believer in routines and habits. So I have a good role model with that. But every day, get out of the house, go for a walk, do something. Things like good hygiene. Uh, so I've promised my wife that I will shave at least every other day <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, you know, go to the gym. And one thing that I've already started doing is I wanted to stay up an hour later and sleep an hour later. So instead of getting up when I normally did, way before the chickens did, I now sleep late. I sleep until six. So (laughs) to me, that's late.
0: Do you have dogs?
1: No, but we have two cats.
0: Well my dogs wake me up when it's time <laughs> to, to go out yep so that's that's one thing and you it's hard to change your schedule so I'm glad you didn't have dogs <laughs> they be waking you up still at five o'clock
1: well I still do that periodically that morning is my time and I truly am a morning person and I love watching the sunrise with my coffee right that I've even instilled with my daughter and son-in-law that that is a good family time to start the day. Get up. What are you going to do today? And my father always taught me you need to have a reason to get up the next day. So that is a big thing in my retirement plan. Is I go to bed and just before I think so. What's on the schedule for tomorrow?
0: Are you writing these things down or is it just in your head? That you're, how, how are you managing that piece of the
1: retirement? I have them written down. Uh, so that was very good. If I normally just keep it in my head, as I get older, I forget more and more. So, And I like to go back and rearrange things. It's all that plan thing. So yeah, I wrote these down and I always have my iPhone or my iPad and I would just write down one thing after another As like I say, particularly after a podcast, uh, things like practice retirement and retirement rehearsal, those were great ideas, but I never could do them because I truly have been blessed with being able to enjoy my job and my career. There's a little kid inside me that loves to see how things are made and I started before computers actually personal computers came on in 81 and I started a few years before that. So all- Yeah, but people really people
0: really didn't have even though they had them. People really didn't have computers. I started financial advising in 1990 and I was the only person with a laptop people Mm -hmm. didn't even though computers were out there it took a while for them to really I mean young people don't realize it wasn't that long ago when nobody had computers (laughs) but you're in a computer world so you probably had more friends with computers than I did
1: at the time as time has marched on yes everybody's got better computers than I have yeah, that's that's part of why I chose to retire when I did. I mentioned earlier that there I had several milestones in my plan, uh, understanding when am I going to be vested in my current company? That was a milestone. And key things like the Social Security, other things were all milestones. So as I checked all of those off of my list, I, it gave me time to, to think about these other things, such as my habits, hobbies, and relationships.
0: Speaking of relationships, did you have conversations with your wife about what things were going to happen in the house? Did, did you have those kind of conversations, or was it just financial with your wife?
1: We have (laughs) always talked about things that we want to do, places we want to go see. And we've talked about we're not that big uh, on traveling. Like, I think you just went to Australia, was it?
0: Yeah, that was several months ago. But I just got back from a short trip, just just a three day Mexico trip with my sisters. But, yeah, I do travel. I travel quite a bit.
1: (laughs) So that type of traveling hasn't really interested us a whole lot. We would like to take, and we talked and agreed, uh, certain things that we wanted to do, which were some river cruises and train rides and train trips. Uh, Those are on our agenda. But more importantly, what we talked a lot about was the future, where did we want to be? I've wound up being, between my sister and I, we have been kind of the family caregivers for my parents. And they were very good about making the right decisions to move back to town uh, when they needed to. So our daughter and son-in-law live three hours away in Austin. And we said, Eventually, we want to retire and move back to Austin, so we knew that was where we wanted to live, and we started looking at houses about three years ago, and that's an interesting story because our daughter actually sent us the uh, web link to a house that went on the market right around the corner from her, and— That was on like the last day of December. We were out of town and my wife had a, a webinar to attend on New Year's Day. I called and the real estate agent was kind enough to say, if we come up that on um, that year was on New Year's Day, she would open up and show the house. So wow. we drove uh, to Austin, saw the house, walked in on New Year's Day, looked around and said, we want this house.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a great story. So you bought the house.
1: We bought the house and the whole story. What did you
0: do with it for three years?
1: Well, it's just been two years now. And uh, we've been lucky enough that we've been able to the house that we have here in Houston is paid for. So I now have a mortgage again, and eventually we will sell the house in Houston, and that will pay the mortgage for Austin. But we've been traveling back and forth, and instead of having to rent someplace to stay to see our kids, we go up and stay at the house. So so perfect. Yeah, my wife said, so how are we going to get all this stuff up there? And I said, one carload at a time. Right. So <laughs> or you could even get a moving van. Who, who knows? Eventually we will. But so we've had little projects to go on up there. Uh, we signed the lease. Now, wait a minute. Lease. Okay.
0: I have a, I have a very, very important question for you. So I've been to Houston. And I have to tell you, I'm not too impressed with the weather there.
1: what time of year were you here
0: when it was hot that's all i can say hot and humid okay that's 10 months out of the year and i've been to austin and austin seems like the weather's very very much better i considered moving to austin so my question to you is why now i know you only retired a short time ago what is holding you up (laughs) from moving to austin
1: (laughs) oh that's an excellent question Um, I mentioned my parents. Uh, My father passed away uh, three years ago. And so my mother is still here. She is 94. And I have one sister. And she is in Houston. And she is single. So long as my mother is still here with us, then we plan to stay, have a house in Houston.
0: Okay, I guess I'll let that slide. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I guess I'll let that slide. Okay, now, before we started, you said you wanted to mention the six stages, and we're starting to run out of time. So I wanted you to go ahead and mention the six stages of retirement and um, tell us what you think about the stage you're in now and the planning that you're doing for the, the next five.
1: Well, thank you. Yes. The the six stages uh, of retirement, I was another one of those key topics that stuck with me and uh, the six stages. And I figure you will fill in with uh, it says it was developed by Professor uh, Robert Atchley. Is that correct? In
0: oh, you're going to have to. I'm going to have to look this up because these things don't stick in my <laughs> head. Um
1: But anyway, so the first step is pre-retirement, and that's what we've been talking about uh, that I started a year ago. Uh, Plus, you would start your financial planning way prior to that. But then the retirement, which I'm in now, and that retirement can take three different phases. And I'm actually reading this off of another uh, gentlemen's uh, retirement journeys. So you might right. put a, He was on
0: the show, right? Mm-hmm. Ted Carr, he was on the show and um, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah. So he originally had talked about the six stages. So you're probably not looking forward to stage three.
1: <laughs> well, I'm hoping to skip that because there again, I listened to so many of your your podcast, a lot of the good advice, and I've tried to keep some notes, and I'm, I'm hoping to sidestep that. Uh, I do figure that there will be some disenchantment in the next year to two years, but I'm really trying to minimize that.
0: That's good. You know, I mean, that's part of what we try to minimize on the show as well, mm-hmm. is that disenchantment stage.
1: And then we move on to the reorientation, and that's where, what are you retiring from and where you were retiring to, and this routines and habits, uh, that's like number five in the six stages is a retirement routine. So we've already been working on some of that. And, and
0: that was what your dad told you to do, right? At a- age five.
1: Absolutely. So he was a very wise man. And I'm very lucky that he set such a good example. So anyone out there whose parents say that they don't know why they're still around, I always tell my mother that's because you're, you're an example even now. So I'm very fortunate with that.
0: That's right that's right so um, have you thought about now I know that I have six pillars of retirement which is different than the six stages because the pillars aren't stages at all have you thought about your purpose in retirement have you thought about that at all are you still in the fun because you know when I was a retirement advisor there we talked about the go-go years that's when you first retire because you're outgoing and doing everything and then there's the slow go years that's when you start to slow it down and then There's the no go years when you're kind (laughs) of you you can't go very fast. You might have dementia or Parkinson's like my dad does. Um, So have you thought about what that what that purpose is at all or is it too soon and you're just in the fun stage right now?
1: Well, I have only vaguely thought about the purpose Uh, Mm -hmm. there again. It goes back to trying to be a example so then you get into the whole thing of the routines. You're going to volunteer. And everything that I've done up to now, I know that I love to teach. And I love that, that star, that twinkle that comes into someone's eye when all of a sudden they get it. So you're trying to teach them something and they get excited for, for what you're explaining so that's that, and being an example is good. You you mentioned that as you get older and you start to slow down in that period. One of the things that I have observed through working with my parents and their facility is my my term is don't settle. So in other words, just because the aging process makes dexterity and walking and other things more difficult. I don't want to spend my time giving up something that I like to do. I want to figure out how to do it. So in other words, Yes,
0: because there's always a way, right?
1: Exactly. Whether I need a helper, whether I need some type of, I would love, a gadget. So figure it out. I'm already thinking, I've told my daughter, okay, we're right around the block from you. At some point, I probably will get where walking uh, that distance may be a challenge. So I'll tell you now get ready for the golf cart. I'm going to drive from my house to your house, and I'm going to have that little orange antenna behind me.
0: Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, I mean, if that's what helps you get around, then, and you're not sort of trapped in your house because you feel like you can't get around, I'd say go for it.
1: Yes, and, and the last thing is, uh, you know, greet the new. After all, we're leaving what we're what has been our routine for a long time, and retirement should all be about the new and exciting. And so let's move on to something different, and let's not freeze time and say, oh, I don't want to do that because it's different.
0: Weren't you a little nervous, though? Oh, At first, I mean, we all are a little scared of the unknown.
1: Oh, yes, and I still am. I got up and we've been doing one major thing after another this past week. And now that we're pretty well have completed that, I start thinking about next week going, wow, what am I going to do? And that's where this list has come in. I know that I, I want to study some arts. Uh, my wife being an artist, I want to take some art classes and art appreciation, so I can better understand her world. And I want to take a whole lot of music classes, and they're just all kind. I've been lucky that my career has allowed me to be what's called a professional student. And back in Austin, where there's a wonderful college system. Let's try some of this online courses. So I want to study.
0: Have you um, made plans to take your piano classes yet?
1: I have, uh, and I, I bought me a keyboard. That was an interesting story because I just started to say I wanted to relearn the piano, and I was thinking an upright, and you know. But then I go, boy, those are expensive, and they're a big piece of furniture. They have these things called keyboards now, and so I bought me a keyboard. And it, when I unboxed it, set it up. I went, oh, my goodness, it is not just a piano. It is a whole symphony. So (laughs) I have to learn the keyboard and not just the piano. Mm. But I started doing a lot of YouTube, and that has led me to actually formally taking some classes on Internet, kind of going back to this online training. And I imagine that at some point when – things start to settle down, I will need a, a person to sit down and, you know, hit my hands with a ruler and say, get your wrists up and things like that.
0: <laughs> Hopefully they're not hitting your hands, but <laughs> you know, I am looking forward. I, I think that in about a year, we should do this again. And you can tell us the, um, the pitfalls that you've overcome and, you know, because you're so brand new. I mean, how how long is, has it literally been a week?
1: Uh, no, on Friday, it will have been a week.
0: Okay, so it's less than a week. So we need to get you back here after you've been retired for a year and update the listener, you know, about what's going on. You know, so make sure you keep a little bit of a journal. So, you know, the pitfalls and the the challenges that you've overcome and the the things you're celebrating. We want to know about all that. I would love to. Great. Well, I'm going to hold you to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I guess we'll have to stay in touch and I'll have to listen to more podcasts.
0: Well, absolutely. And we'll stay in touch on the um, on the Facebook group as well. And for the listener, if you're not yet in the Facebook group, just go to rockyretirementcom slash community and that'll take you over to the, the Facebook group. And we, you know, I don't, I don't give you assignments or anything like that. We just kind of talk in there about different subjects. Sometimes we post places that we've been or whatever. But now that Randy's retired, maybe he can do more posting, share articles that he's, you know, that you've read that's about retirement that are interesting, things like that. Good idea. Yeah. So anyway, well, Randy, thanks again for coming on the show. This has been delightful. Really appreciate it letting us know a brand new retiree, what you did to prepare and how you got over some of the fears and and the milestones. Just love it. Love the fact that you did that for us.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement.